John Francis was a striker that came to United from non-league Emily. He was 24 when he signed for the Blades, but quickly became an important part of the squad that achieved back-to-back promotions. Lightning quick and an eye for goal, Francis worked well with both Dean and Agana. He played 42 times and scored six goals before leaving midway through the 89-90 season and went on to have a successful career at Burnley. We spoke to John Francis about his time at United in that 1990 season. Hello, John. Thanks for joining us. Starting at the beginning, I guess, um, you came into professional football relatively late, uh, sort of mid-20s, I believe. We know you had a spell at Halifax as a kid and then you went to Emily, uh, but did you think your chance had passed you by a bit and how did the move to United come about? Well, again, yeah, when I started at Halifax, that was quite late on in my career anyhow. Um, It was 1985, so I'd been, what, 22 myself at the time. I played a few games down there where the likes of uh, Alan Mill were down there at the time. Billy Eyre was the assistant manager and um, Mick Jones was the coach down there as well. Um, and I only had a short spot, so it was like a non-contract basis. So I played a few games, you know, in and out of the squad and what have you. But I only got paid for when I played as such. So um, it was then after about three or four months, got the offer to go to uh, Emily. Um, went to Emily, stayed there for three successful seasons which was really good. Emily was a cracking non-league club, obviously. You know, it's um, a little place. Um, got good memories there. Uh, obviously, playing in the FA Vars final in 1988. That was a year before. In the April of that year, and the November is when I signed for the Blades in 88 then. Did you sort of think you were just going to stay there? I guess you were doing other things as well. Well, I must admit, I was a landscape guy at the time. So, so it was ideal for me when, you know, when... Uh, I had Dave Bassett coming for me, but I'd, I'd been on trial because I'd done really well in the in the leagues in that league. So um, scored something like um, 75 goals in 130 games or something like that uh, at non-league. So it was, it, you know, I'd, I'd done really well with it. Um, and I had interest from Hull City at the time as well. Um, but I think Emily wanted a little bit of money from me. That's why it came about. Keith Mitchell, remember Keith? I don't know if you remember yeah, Keith. Yeah. Well, Keith, it was Keith who obviously contacted me uh, and got me down to, to Shepherd for a trial and what have you went down and played against Scarborough, I think it was. In a, uh, trained a couple of, couple of days and played games against Scarborough and scored. I think it was in the Cup or it might be, you know, some it type that of... That Yorkshire and Humberside Cup, that, I think? Yeah, that was the one, yeah. That was the one. And uh, it just went from there. And it was massive. I was in awe. Shepherd United is a massive club, obviously. Uh, and me coming out of being a landscape gardener, going, you know, coming from non-league football, going into play professional football, it was fantastic for me. I was, you know, I was, I was in awe of it all, I suppose. And it was, it was like, wow, you know, fantastic. Yeah. And that's when you think, if I, if I look back now, the stuff I would have done would have been slightly different. How I would have conducted myself in the way to make myself myself fitter and not take things for granted as such. You, you say you were in awe, but I think at the time Bramall Lane could have done with a landscape gardener at the time. I remember the back of that <laughs> carp and some, there was a bit of grass growing through. It's not quite like it is yeah. today. But um, so, I mean, you, you obviously did impress on your debut um, in, in that yeah. game. And do you remember much about your league debut at all? You know what I don't. Go on, tell me. Go, go on, Dave, you're the statue. You came on against me. Chester. Chester, I God. 6 I 1. Thought, I thought, 
Well, we got, was that when we won six one? That's when Dean and the Garner scored. Yeah. So oh well, there we go. <laughs> I came on a sub. Yeah, I came on late sub again. I spent a lot of time on the bench with Brian and uh, Tony. Obvious reasons. They they had a great partnership together uh, for the club and obviously went on to do successive things, which were fantastic. And it, it was great to see, you know. And if I was, you know, if I'm looking back and thinking, you know, something. Uh, I was, you know, a substitute to those two players, obviously stopping me from getting to game time. You know, it was a good, like you said, it was a good learning process for me at the time. Yeah, I mean, going to ask that. Did you did you kind of enjoy that, or did you feel like you were always waiting for your chance, or were you happy to learn from them? You know, happy to learn from them. Happy to learn from them. Happy to. Obviously, I didn't. I don't. I obviously I wanted to play, but I was definitely happy to learn from them. Um, and you know, they're completely two different, completely types of players. Obviously, both had good attributes, both had good pace, um, holding the ball up well. Brian used to hold the ball up really well. Tony was bright, clever on the ball, inventive, good distribution on his uh, distribution. But Brian was a work, hard work to add as well, you know, off the ball, you know, yeah. movement to close people down for it. So he did a lot of work off the ball as well for that, you know, for the team. Yeah, did that affect how you played, depending on which one you were playing alongside? Did you have to do different things, did you, did you find, or, you know, how, how did it affect your game as well? If I look back, um, I don't think it did much. I mean, because I must admit, uh, for me, my attributes were pace, strength, you know, and um, I was quite direct and positive with the ball at my feet. Um, so I was learning stuff in, in the game, you know, I wasn't technically, technically or technically very good at the time. Uh, coming out and so that was what I had to build on on myself in the game but um, for pace and strength and things you know I I was just direct in that sense at the time I think I'd struggle in the today's game because you've got players now your centre-backs are as quick as and as strong as you so it, it, it would make a massive difference now yeah they're all athletes now aren't they Oh, massively, yeah, massively. It's fantastic to watch, though. The game is getting, that's why the game got quicker and it's evolved that much. Exactly, and it's number one sport. It's just getting bigger all the time for that reason, I guess. Um, and you talked then about how you'd done things a, a little bit differently looking back. What sort of things do you do you think about mainly when you when you talk about that? Maybe working on the game a little bit more. Maybe coming back on an afternoon sessions and doing things what would have helped me game a lot more. That obviously coming in late, I was always chasing. And that, and that's what I said about anything else. You know, if 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 I, if I look back at certain things, I would have I would have worked a lot more on my game to make myself that better player. Well, yeah, we think of you fondly still, and most of us I know think about that that header that won us the game five oh. four against Brighton. Um, yeah, I know you scored in some vital promotion games and things like that around them, and, and you were at Burnley. But was that your best ever career goal, maybe? And, and what was it like in that game? Um, I wouldn't say it was my best ever career goal. It was a significant goal, you know, obviously last minute diving header, you know, every time, you know, you, you look back at that and I look back with a lot of great sentiment when I when I see it on video of it or played uh, through, you know, through Twitter or where else social media it's played on. So it's great to look back. Um, I wouldn't say it would have been best goals, but, you know, it was most jubilant for me scoring at a club like that, getting the winner in the last minute such in a, in a 5-4 game. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, I can remember scoring the first, actually. And I think that was like a, a missed kick of a shot from me as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I remember right. They all so, count. They all count. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, Vague, vaguely, it's gone out to Bre- uh, it's gone out to Brian. He's cut back in, 
It's come back where he's, he's won the ball and he's crossed. It's gone to Ian Bryce and he's gone past the lad and he's whipped it first time. And I think that was one thing what we used to do uh, with Harry is that he used to, to get the ball in quick and early. And and that's probably what I read on the situation. I'm going to go and yeah, get yeah. on to it. I don't know if I meant to head into that as well as I did. Just just get the contact, I think. <laughs> I was say, when I was a kid, I always remember that header, but it seemed like it was about 20 yards out. That, yeah, it was, it was after the penalty spot. You spot it was, it was, it was just beyond the penalty spot. It was unbelievable. Yeah, great header. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Got really good time as well, that. Um, and I guess around yeah. that, um, that season and specifically the BBC series that we've been talking about in our podcast recently. Yeah. Um, how did you uh, the staff the players how did you all feel about the cameras being around and especially in the dressing room and you know intruding on your lives and things like that it was new to me it was new to me uh, it was a good experience it was new like you say i would have thought majority of the lads have been used to it if they're coming through that background of what it was as it uh, obviously if you look at the team what we had though um a lot of players have come you know with harry uh, from London and a few of the lads locally, there wasn't, you know, big high-profile names, uh, and that I suppose that was a good thing about the team we had there. It was, uh, which gave a good team morale as well because the, on it, the, you know, the the banter was unbelievable at that club. The banter was, you know, it was it was crazy at times, you know. And I can remember once <laughs> I'll tell you this little tale. And, um, it was my, it, it must have been the first week of training, and I've come in. Obviously, coming out of non-league and uh, coming to the changing rooms, which I thought was a really nice shell suit at the time, you know, nice little purple and green thing or something like that it was. And I've got it, um, you know, obviously you go up here, you get changed, you've got your kit on, go up to the training ground and um, go up to the training ground. We've trained that morning, come back down, and it was in absolutely tattered. It'd been, it'd been scissored all up my tracksuit, what was a tracksuit, as if to say, don't ever wear that tracksuit again. Now, I know the culprits who they are, you know, uh, it goes back and we had a really good laugh about it afterwards. Uh, um, you, you'll laugh when I tell you, Chris, Chrissy, Tufty himself, and <laughs> Matt Todd, Toddy. So, you know, but that's what they were like, the banter was unbelievable. It was, and that's what it was like all the time with them, you know. But, the, you know, um, they, we did have a good team morale there, you know, some good, good players. Who, who used to win in the North v South games when you used to have those games? Oh, the Southerners, the Southerners. We never had the last of it. It was, you know, what they're like anyway. They, we had, and and the ones like your Wally Downs and your Francis Josephs and people like that, you know, at the time. There's some great lads, Simon Tracy, John Cannon and things. So, the, the, obviously, it was a very, very good good um, good team ethos he had at the time there. Um, what do you remember about the um, the series being filmed? I mean, in particular, there is a, a fairly famous bit of a scene with, with you in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't Harry, remember much of it, honestly. You don't, you don't. You, you don't even remember that? No, well, what it was, I'd, you know, it was early years on, I'd, I'd watched it, but I'd heard about it straight away, and it was one of them, why has he said that? <laughs> what was he trying to say? <laughs> but no, it was all fun, obviously. It was my cousin who actually told me the tale about him, you know, saying what he said. And I said, no, really? Yeah. So, yeah. so, but if you look back now and I said, if he just said, you know, if I'd have wanted to nick anything at the time, it would have probably been another year at the club. Yeah. You know, uh, another year, another year, maybe another 18 months, because that would have helped me in my game. And, you know, 
I'd have loved to have stayed there because, you know, like I said in the interview, you know, I was gutted to go. I'd, I'd have loved to have stayed. Obviously, it's worked out really well for the club. And, and you know, there's no looking back because it's worked out for me too. I've had two promotions there yeah. at Burnley since from then uh, after that. So I can't really complain how my career's gone in that sense, you know. Yep. But yeah, it was um, it's a sentimental club. Nice club to go to. We, we had a good laugh and it was a good introduction for me at the time. Yeah, that extra year or two. I, I was more thinking the Bertie Bassett little stuffed toy you had in the corner, but yeah, a year yeah, or two, that's, that's, that's probably a, be- a better one than, than I was no, thinking. So that's that. Did you want me to keep that up for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was all right. He was a top man, was Harry. I think he would have kept you as well. I think he did mention that, didn't he? That you yeah. just you, you were behind yeah. two, you know, for that level, especially mm-hmm. top top players. So top I guess... Strikers, the, two, the two lads have done really, really well, you know, so... I, I had no complaints. It was just it. It was as it was, you know. Yeah. Like I say, I was in horror at times, you know. The stuff I did, you know, real good to watch. Off the bench most of the time. <laughs> you were still fairly successful. You always seem to change games when yeah. you came on. Yeah, yeah. There's, I've had some good, good memories. Yeah. They make it easy for me to stop them up. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> Uh, I've got a few quick-fire questions now that yeah. hopefully you can answer uh, honestly. Uh, who was the best player that you played with during your time at United? Played with, right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you now. I, I, um, I used to always think that, you know, I learnt more of this player than anybody, and that was Adrian Heath at the time. I played with him at Burnley. Right. Um, but I would always go back and say, <laughs> for the accomplishment on what he's done in the game, Brad Dean. Brands, Brands done more than anybody, you know, looking at, as a centre forward player, what I would thought is, is probably the one I would say, yeah, he's done more than anyone I know, at this, you know, at this level. Uh, he's played abroad, played for, you know, played for England, uh, played at the top clubs in the Premiership, so he has obviously scoring the best, you know, the best goal in the Premiership as well, so, yeah, yeah I would I would go back and say, yeah, Brian, Brands one of the best players I've played with. He's had him grow now, you know that. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get him on, he's not responding. Oh, just tell him you'll pay me, he'll be all right. He's too big for us. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the uh, most underrated player that you played with during that most spell at United? Underrated. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We had some good players there, you know. Um, we did. Uh, Ian Bryson was a good, good footballer. Um, uh, regular. Uh, consistent with everything he'd done. Um, he was probably one. I think. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Robbo. Good winger, yeah. He was he was very good, tricky, clever. But I, I think that was the thing with Harry is that because of what he'd done, he got players who can deliver, can produce. And if, if he ever went off form, there was always somebody else he brought in yeah. straight away, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Well, they're not doing that well. We'll drop me a little, you know, play this guy this week and whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, we had some good players at the time. We had some, you know, I think yeah, let's say if I could look back, I would say Ian Bryson was probably mm. most underrated because he, he was um, he contributed a lot to the team. Mm. He, you know, if he wasn't involved directly, he was always you know he worked hard work. Uh, yeah, he uh, he did really well for the team for me, and he produced a lot of stuff uh, going forward for us. Yeah, Two footed as well, and he's good with the yep. air. He scored yeah. goals. He did a bit of everything. I think we look back and we've had that answer, haven't we, from quite a few players? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Uh, going off from players, what was your favourite 
shirt or kit that you wore at United? I know you're only there a few years. But well, obviously the, the bright yellow one was class one. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I brought props. There you go. The labour, yeah. the bright yellow yeah. labour was yeah. class. I think everybody liked that one. I think yeah. the problem is now I'm still well. I had up to last season. That's what where my training kit is at the moment. Bright yellow. Right. <laughs> Can't get away from the bees. If there was a 50-metre race back at the time, back in sort of 1990, <laughs> with all the United team, would you win? Let's think. Either me or Louis Donner. <laughs> and now that's the whole, you've gone the whole league, have you? <laughs> yeah. What about United, though? I do remember Louis Donner. United. What about United? Um, da, 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 come second. Um, 50 metres. You can go 100 if you want, if you're that confident. You think, <laughs> you can, you think you can do them over all distances? Yeah. Brian, Brian's quicker than yeah. you think. Tony, yeah. Tony was, yeah, Tony, yeah, Brian, possibly. But Brian was quick, you know. Okay. He was yeah. quicker than, he, yeah, got them stupid legs going up his life. Long legs going, he was, but uh, yeah, Brian was probably uh, one of the quickest. Tony was obviously there as well. It had been in and around 50 to 100 as well, yeah. But you, you but you're the winner, it. though. Oh, uh, I would have backed myself. Fifty-two hundred with any one of them. Yeah. Are you still in touch with any of the not that squad? Like yeah, I'm. Squad. I'm in touch with Brian. I'm in touch with Brian quite obviously with with him being a lead lad. Yeah. Um, see him quite regularly. I've got the copies of the things still. So you know we we put the world to rights at times. But yeah, he's, <laughs> he's cool as a cucumber in the brain. You know. Yeah. I told him I'm coming on here. Yeah, I'm not told him. <laughs> I was about to say, as he, as he slips you an extra coffee next time you see him, if you say that he's the best yeah. that you've played with at United. Yeah, so. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you up to these days? Me, now, obviously, just sat in the house painting, decorating, <laughs> apart from that, yeah. doing the garden. No, um, we've, uh, I've, um, just before, obviously, just before all this uh, carry-on's going on, um, work for the, the FA, so I do a lot of coach mentoring, go around uh, clubs, uh, looking at coaches up to level one and level two, you know, some level three coaches supporting them uh, with the badges. Um, and do a lot of, you know, assessing assessing players at uh, coach at that time. Uh, go around and supporting them with the, the sessions. Um, I'm uh, working up at uh, Leeds University with uh, Richmond Riasa, that's American students. Um, coaching them through the week so we've got we well we had a good team i don't know if this is going to come back <laughs> obviously with everything else we had like the likes of rob jones from rob jones being robbed sheffield wednesday kid yeah say that quietly um <laughs> uh greg abbott john andry people like that um yeah, so we have a good team of coaches mm. to coach and we do that through the week with the lads um and then uh, I coach uh, in northeast counties, so I'm coaching Albion Sports in northeast counties. Back uh, to your roots. <laughs> yeah, well, I think well that's the thing, and, and you know something. I never said I'd go back into it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, I've gone back into it. I've enjoyed. It's been a challenge, obviously, but it's it's something new. It's um it's refreshing because you know after you've been coaching and you've done certain things i mean i've done my air license what have you it was some type of a new challenge which i thought i'd never i, I didn't really want to cross that barrier of coaching in, because again it's not your coaching it's more so like you're managing and then mm. 
you're getting judged on results as such, you know. And I suppose that's a game, but it's easy not to keep going out of it, but it's a challenge for me now. So it's been quite interesting and good and good, yeah. Did you ever think Chris Wilder would, would do what he's done, obviously having played with him? We've, we've asked a few people and we, we've had quite mixed responses. <laughs> I think if you look at Chris in his later career, definitely, obviously, Chris, obviously, if you knew Chris that well, I would have thought a lot of the lads will say, yeah, because they knew he used to coach on a Sundays with his yeah. mates team anyway. Yeah. Um, what's, he, what's the lad called? Bradway, yeah. What's the, what's the lad called he used to go around? Oh, uh, wait. Wit, yeah, <laughs> wit with the wit. So I mean, uh, wit crazy, wasn't he? <laughs> but yeah, Chris used to. I mean, he, he co- obviously I knew him when he was coached at Halifax and what have you. And he's done well, but he's, he's got good understanding. He's always a good footballer, Chris as well. So I knew the game inside out, you know. And for for what him and Mills have done at the club at the moment, it's unbelievable. It's fantastic to watch, you know, and refreshing to see how they play, you know. Uh, they've got, you know, you've got defenders coming out with a ball and, you know, you set them back, dribbling the ball out into areas, yeah. finding them in, in, on the left wing and things like that. It's great to watch. And if players are understanding of getting into positions to support that, it's brilliant for them. Yeah, I mean, you talk about you doing, doing your coaching. Um, he's sort of torn the coaching book up, hasn't he, really, with the, some of the stuff they're coming out with? Oh, well, but it's bravery as well to do these type of things. You know, you can go come into this thing say, well... Well, hang on a second. You can probably say, right, we just need to make sure that we don't let many goals in, we, you know, but we're not, you know, we've got an opportunity of scoring. So, and play, I mean, I mean, I shouldn't really not, but because he's done a fantastic job as well. Um, Sean Dash in that sense, you know, yeah. uh, where you go to Burnley, you go 1-0 down, or you go one, Burnley go 1-0 up, they're not going to lose. No. You know, mm. if, if, you, if you hold on and you, you score against Burnley, you you very you know majority of the times you're winning the games, you know Burnley are not coming back at times. But it's and again it's the plan base at times. I think Chris and Nilsie have done really really well how they've how they've got the players confident and playing you know and I think that comes also with with uh, how he's got the camaraderie of the team as well. Yep, and a lot, a lot of that is very mirrored by the 1990s. I mean, in terms of us enjoying oh, it as fans, but it seems like yeah. it, you know with the group of players and how the staff yeah. and the team yeah. and the fans are all sort of together and a, a, sort of united i know it's a bit of a cliche but it's it's very much like that 90. yeah it helps with chris a massive massive but uh uh united fan as well doesn't it you know yeah led through and through isn't he so yeah. it's, been, you know, it's good for him as well no it? we're we're loving it it's a shame we've got to wait till it comes back but like every and game at the moment is yeah. just we just go down and we you know we, we can't have the games quick enough at the moment yeah yeah it's got it's got to be good to watch yeah. it's got to be good to watch and refreshing you know for um great you know a, um local lad coming back in and you know getting his team you know his, his own team what he watches uh, play so well and doing so well. Yeah, it's great. It's great to watch. Good stuff. Just, just finally, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, maybe a story. You told us a good story about your, your tracksuit. <laughs> any stories from the yeah, changing room that we wouldn't know about? <laughs> Repeatable. Oh, there's loads, <laughs> of, there's, there's loads, but I don't. <laughs> you don't. No, we, used to, we used to have some good laughs. We used to. Have, yeah. If you ever get Brian Dean on, uh. Uh, oh. Uh, if you ever get Brian and or Cliff Powell, Cliff Powell, okay. you know, we just try and get one of them to one and just mention about um, uh, Magaluf. Just mention, <laughs> <laughs> just mention Magaluf and uh, a golf course. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. 
That's a laugh in a album. That's nothing, <laughs> nothing sinister, but it's it's just a bit of banter with the lads with it. But yeah, we had a good time. I remember that one. Have you got yeah. just a final message for the Blades fans from your, your sort of time at the club? Well, yeah, I just hope, you know, you're getting through this uh, yourselves and hopefully when it comes back, you know, you'll be right down there supporting the Blades, how they're doing. And Touchwood, hopefully, you know, they'll get something this season, maybe going to Europe, how they're doing. Uh, hopefully, it's the, you get that opportunity to do yeah. that now. Yeah. Just make sure the game's play. So yeah. I just wish them all the best and good luck. Well, thank, thank you. you very much, John. Really appreciate no giving up your time. No we will worries. send it you all out so you, you can have a listen to all the different all right. interviews. Nobody, nobody's told any bad stories about you yet. So. <laughs> no, no, yet. <laughs> yeah, no, Brian, on now, have you? Oh. <laughs> all right, thank no you, worries. Thank you very much. Cheers. All the best. Thank, thank you. Appreciate you. it, John. Cheers. Bye. 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 Oh, guys, another good interview with that. Uh, a player that obviously wasn't, you know, a regular over that period, but another really, you know, bright guy, really, in, you know, intelligent guy who, again, really loved his time with, with United. Can you imagine stepping up from that level and coming straight into what was, what was the old third division, League One, now? Doesn't he's happen, does it, now, really? He's it? probably jumped about eight leagues. Yeah. But also coming in behind them two players that he was behind, and he mentioned it that it's just they them two were above that level, really, weren't they? They were, they were yeah. Dean and Nagano were better than third division. So to step up that high and then immediately be the two players playing in your position so far in front of even that division, it's just yeah, yeah. it must have been a big I challenge. I really like Franz. I thought he were a great impact sub. He played some important games and scored some you know important goals. But he was quite almost self-critical of himself, saying actually could have maybe done a bit more at that at that time. Which you know I thought that was really really honest of him to say. You always want to push yourself more, don't you? And I think whatever job you do, you can probably look back and think I could have done that, could have done this uh, to got the better out. So, mate, but. That's also good self-confidence and confidence he had in himself that he could. I found it interesting he was 24 when he joined. So obviously Harry says it's when he got sold into Burnley, it's not a case where you're not 21 anymore. Yeah, so it's, so it's, it's Harry's own fault, isn't it? If he'd have bought him earlier when he was 21, yeah. then he wouldn't have had that problem. Great answer as well when he said about what could he have stolen you know, from the series. Yeah, yeah, another year or two. Yeah. And Ian Bryson got a shout. I think I think he might have had a couple of shouts for an underrated player, and you know we wholeheartedly agreed with that. There seems to be a bit of a split yeah. between Gannon and Bryson as most underrated player. Yeah, and the strikers are going to say that, aren't they? Because I mean, Bryson was in that certainly that season, and um, probably the season either side of it was the main man, sort of providing them with the chances. So one of your men as well, Beads, got mentioned, Alan Roberts, which I know you always yeah, like to big, bring him up. Big fan of Alan Roberts. Yeah, good winger. Proper old-fashioned winger. Could skin a skin a man. I wonder, I, I wonder how many of the 42 games he started. Because uh, I know he scored some of the six who were important goals. But Bede, surely you've done I your think, homework there. I think he did. Mr. Beden sent me the full stats before we actually spoke to him. I didn't really read them, but I did scan them while we were talking. I think two-thirds of them were off the bench, weren't they? Uh yeah, um, certainly, he certainly didn't play many games from the from the start. Just give me a, a second. <laughs> well, God, can you imagine being a defender and seeing Dean and Agana go off? who were pacey. Yeah, like twenty minutes to go when your legs are tired, your mind's getting tired, and then that rocket comes on. 
quite strong though, wasn't he? Even though he was uh, yeah. quite quite diminutive. Uh, his stats were he, he basically uh, he made in in that promotion season eleven starts, twelve subs with five goals. Um, and then the season before that, he only had three starts uh, and nineteen subs. Yeah, so two thirds of his appearances yeah. off bench for us, which he just he was just unlucky to be behind them too. I think he'd have probably got a lot more games and, and we'd have still been pretty successful with him in the team. Like you say, I think he was a bit critical of himself and I think I think he was a good player for us and he was just unlucky to be behind them. I love them. how footballers come up with a E at the end of every player's name. Nilsy. Did he play with Alan Nil, did he say? Yeah, Halifax. I think yeah. he was there. Then he played with Wilder later on. So Wildery. Wildery, yeah. He did he did well at Burnley, didn't he? He did well at Burnley. Yeah, he scored a couple of yeah. goals at Wembley, I think. They got promoted twice. If you think when like Bassett sold Francis, it was really to get Paul Wood in, to use that money mm-hmm. to help the Paul Wood transfer. So also very brave because it only left Dean and Agana up front because I don't think we'd signed Billy at that time, had we? No, I, th- I think I don't. I think he ended up playing maybe Bradshaw and Bryson, possibly as fill-ins, maybe till Whitehurst came in. I can't think of anyone mm. else. No. So I, I I remember thinking Simon Webster played up front. Yeah, even even at the time, back then, thinking it was a strange decision mm. to let him go. I, I don't know if what I'm about to say is really the best placed uh, now, but I've been reading about that Oldham team. Uh, today actually because they got to the semi-final and the league cup final that same season and missed out in the playoffs but that team really did well you know leeds newcastle oldham and i don't know well finished yeah. in the playoffs but much better than i expected or thought yeah big clubs at that level as we've said on the on the pods and for us to go through was probably as even even bigger or possibly achievement than last year because we really did spend no money in that that team to go straight up i know there weren't the money in the game but it was a massive, you know, shot that we kind of went through. I think to to most people. Yeah, plus it was back to back, wasn't it? And arguably with a probably a smaller squad and probably not as talented players on paper, you'd say. I know, I know, French should call me a nasty man for that, but um, yeah, that that achievement of doing it back to back, absolutely brilliant. Thanks to John for coming on. Cheers, Johnny Francis. Yeah, cheers, John Francis. Quickest footballer I ever saw. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and a lovely bloke as well. Absolutely.